Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy the boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. That is me, along with Captain Patrick. Bill, the engineer, is even here. How about that? That seems weird and unusual. It does, but he is here, and if that weren't enough, and it never would be, uh, Barry the Boater is uh, connected with us via the web down in South Florida to the Orlando headquarters here. Barry, how are you, buddy? I'm back. He is back. And he sounds so good. He sounds like he's right here with us, too. Isn't that freaky? It's kind of like he's right there next to you, uh, probably touching you Barry, inappropriately, you, Bill. Can you move just a little? I, I mean, uh, you know what? Maybe a lot. Yeah. Awkward. Le- left or right? Left or right? Both. Okay. Both both, both ways. Okay. Really, back is more important to me than <laughs> back, left or okay. right. He goes back both ways. Back is really more That's important. That's what I heard. But uh, anyway, no. Patrick is here, too. Uh, and I see he's perusing. Uh, I'm, I'm reading my um, new boat. The, uh, <laughs> my new book. This 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 exquisite piece of literature that was left over from the Just Plain Radio show. Greg the Little Plane. Yeah, yeah. One of our uh, aviation listeners sent that to that me. plane looks nothing like you. I'm just I'm just going to say the eyes do. You know what's missing is a monkey heart. A, yes, a a a, a series of. Uh, metal scarring where they replaced the engine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, good point. Yeah. Uh, maybe some holes in it here and there in the wings. Mm. It's a little too um, perfect looking. And uh, although no, they I, did get the teeth right. Yeah, I think uh, they, uh, <laughs> they captured Let me just say, the spirit. That does not look like the brightest plane <laughs> oh, you have in to read the classroom. The you is, have to read the book. He saves the world. Thank you. And you are welcome. So uh, you can read that uh, during the commercial breaks, Patrick. We need to focus on the world of boating right now. Should be a pop-up book, I'm just saying. Uh, But uh, in the meantime, I should say or or share with you and the rest of the crew and everyone listening today what I did on my summer vacation. Of course you should. What do you you guess I did, Bill? Uh, So this is my first guess. Mm -hmm. My first guess is, uh, because this is the world of boating, that you chartered a boat. And you sailed the length of the Ohio River. Absolutely not. Uh-huh. But I did get on a boat, and I sailed, or I should say, I cruised up and down the uh, harbor there in Long Beach, California, in a about a 52-footer. And we cruised around. We found some dolphins just offshore. Because you can't see that in Florida. No. Well, I was out there on the left coast, so I was doing what the left coasters do. Which is go cruising. So these yeah. were not Miami Dolphins. They were not Miami Dolphins, correct. They these were, were, what, San Diego Dolphins? They were, um, I, you know what, I don't even know what type of Dolphins they were. Yeah, because that's Bottle just nose, the sort of maybe. thing that you wouldn't have looked up. Yeah. Well, I was or just... Or been told. I was just... Uh, or been told. ...ecstatic that they, they were around us. I mean, there were hundreds of them, or maybe even a thousand. It was a massive pot of Dolphins. I'm guessing eight. 
Would, no, it was, <laughs> that, that's being generous. You know, I, I was going to say two. I hadn't seen he this many. He kept counting them every time they came out of the water. Uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They're all around us. <laughs> We're surrounded. You're Wait jealous. You guys are jealous. I, mean, I haven't seen this many dolphins since the last time I was cruising out there around Catalina Island uh, out there in California. But I got to tell you, it was phenomenal. It was really something. And uh, what a cool community. We actually took the boat out there, you know, just offshore. That's where we found the dolphins. And we're cruising around, checking some things out. We anchored overnight on this little uh, poor man's Catalina, which is just off of Long Beach. Which is known as a Buick Skylark. Actually, it's a uh, an island that they pump oil from. So all it has is, like, workers and oil wells or something. And they have this man-made waterfall. And it's actually a cooling tower. Or something. We anchored right there, so we had like a so you bathed in filth. I didn't. We didn't get in the water. No yeah. way. But uh, you take your wife to the best places. I didn't take her, and <laughs> oh, so that's why. But but we had this waterfall all night that we you know rocked to the boat, and we had this water. It was like a a real life you know uh, waterfall machine to help you sleep uh, sleep and uh, be soothed through the evening, and it was really nice. And then we cruised up and down. The intercoastal there in, in in some of the little fingers of uh, Long Beach and looked at all the cool houses and boats in the area. I don't think they have an intercoastal there. Well, what do you call it? Just, uh, I mean. You're cruising off the coast. Well, they have, no, they have the, well, he the was protected go- they, area. Yeah, yeah, they were going into the inlets. So they don't have an yeah. intercoastal like we have an intercoastal, but they had inland waterways. They actually have man-made uh, rock barriers so you go inside there, and obviously the water is much calmer. Are those named for you, Barry? Which ones? The rock, oh, the artificial barriers. rock barriers. Wait, Barry the Barrier. That's, That's right. A great name for a rock group. He buried her. Barry and the Barriers. Maybe well, better than Marvin Barry and the Starlighters. That's absolutely 100%. Definitely, I agree. Uh, but uh, but it was cool, and we saw all the cool boats. We cruised in and out of these little private. You know, uh, waterways. Because you got chased out. You're well, we did, actually. There. there was a lifeguard uh, on one of the public beaches when we were cruising back, and she came yelling and screaming and blowing her whistle like, You're too fast! Slow down! And I'm like, we're not even, we don't have a wake or anything. And I'm like, what the hell is their problem? And I asked our captain, who was pretty crotchety, almost as bad as Patrick, and he's like, ah, screw her! I'm like, okay. <laughs> And we moved on. <laughs> That's that. That is the type of sensibility that I would expect from someone who dives in public waterways. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but it was just like Baywatch. She came running down the beach, screaming. I mean, slow was it motion. Just like was it? Just like Baywatch? Was it Alexandra was Paul? It was California was on the inside of the swim buoys. No, no way. Uh, but I mean, we were actually on one of those like you know finger uh, type things in, into the. Uh, into the private homes and things. And then it, when you came out of those, you had this stretch, and then there was a private beach, and then it opened up to the you know, larger area. The finger things, private things. Well, what do you call that? Finger? Thing. I don't know what he, you're talking about. Well, the, the well, fingers, when you go back about. into the houses that have boats and stuff, the, the fingerlings of, of those uh, intercoastal, you know, coastal things in Long Beach. I understand so what he's saying. stars? Uh, I probably did. We didn't. Uh, they didn't come out and wave at us. But some of the homes did any and of them yell at you saw. to go slow? No, just the you know just the Baywatch lifeguard, David Geffen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get I, off my beach! It was, uh, it was actually the beach was a, a public beach. 
Yes. And it was uh, it was impressive. It was there was good talent on display, even for a weekday. So it was good time. So you must have been awfully close to the beach to be able well, to was, see such talent. It, it was well. Uh, sometimes they're easy to see from a distance. Well, it, it, it was if they're running in slow motion. Yes. it was a fairly narrow cha- channel, but we were not inside the buoys for sure. And and you know, I thought she was complaining that we were putting out a, a too big a wake or something, go too fast at that. But I looked at the back and I was like, no, there's no wake. He's not speeding or anything. Well, is there a is there a minimum distance you're supposed to stay well, I don't, from no. the buoys? I, I don't see how that would be possible because it was so narrow anyway. Maybe the boat wasn't supposed to be there at all. No, she, she was saying, she was yelling, slow down, slow down, you're going too fast. Maybe she like, was talking to a swimmer. No, she was yelling at us. Or maybe she was inviting you to a dance. Ho down, ho down. Greg. Well, we would or maybe she was challenging you to board. a barbecue cook-off with Bobby Flay. Showdown! Showdown! I have no idea what you mean by that. But I Greg, do like his burgers. Go ahead, Barry the did, Boater. Did, did, did this boat look like the Orca from Jaws? No. It was a 52-footer no. uh, cruising uh, yacht. He, in fact, did not need a bigger boat. How many engines in this cruising yacht? Uh, two. Gas or Diesel. Diesel. V drive, pod drive, straight shaft. Not pod for sure. It's an older vessel. Yeah. V drive, straight shaft. Uh yes. One of those. I'm gonna tell you right now, this is the best that that Greg has ever done at pretending he knew what you were talking yeah. about. Without question. The name of the vessel? Final exam. Because the owner, well, he's a retired teacher. How about that? So and that's his how name it- is Mr. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, dude, let's party. Yeah, we we kind of did that. As, in a way. as soon as we're done talking about the Platt Amendment. Okay. Mm so uh, it was a good time. No, That's what I did on my summer vacation. And I'm sure nice you guys job. enjoyed the fact that I went on vacation. We uh, appreciated the yeah. fact that you were not here. I figured as much. We, in fact, did everything we would have normally done, only better. Hmm. And okay. with a smile. Oh, the love. Oh, the love <laughs> of the world of boating crew. We, actually, right. we have a ton of boating news to get to today. Okay. You want me to give you a little taste of what we're going to talk Tease about? Tease us, and then we'll take a break and come back and get into that it. That seems fair. An appetizer. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, we'll start with the teaser. Uh, Brunswick is going to do something totally different with their Sea Ray uh, business, which, and I would like to point this out, one of the members of this show was able to predict Really? Yes. I don't recall this. I know uh, you or, don't. Oh, wait, wait. No. I predicted that they were going to install bowling alleys on every vessel they sold. That I is... was right. I was right, wasn't I? I knew it. No, no, no you weren't right. I weren't? Okay, we'll find out who was right next, right here on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. 
a state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons flight training professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast on the good ship lollipop it's a sweet trip to a candy shop where bonbons play on the sunny beach of Peppermint Bay. This is the world of boating. We are cruising uh, around Peppermint Bay today. Uh, I am uh, Greg, your first mate. Bill, the engineer, is here. Captain Patrick, Barry, the boat, around and out the crew. And uh, enjoying my ukulele skills. Uh, yeah, you guys like the, you know. I especially like the extremely tight shorts you're wearing. Okay. Is that the only way you can get those notes? Pretty much. Okay, we need to come up with like a skirt or something for you to wear when you do that. Why yeah. does Greg the little plane die at the end of this book? <laughs> <laughs> You're making that things. Is so Spoilers. sad. That's Spoilers. A lie. That's a lie. You didn't read it that quick. It's a novel. It's a it would novel. take you a good 15 minutes. Wow. Okay. Anyway. We actually have boating news let's to cover it. during this boating program. Well, let's do that then. That would make sense. By the way, a little shout out to Peter who is uh, checking us out on Facebook Live today. We are broadcasting Hello, there as well. Peter. <laughs> what was that? It was a little shout-out. I, I thought that's what you were going oh, for. Oh, okay. Hello, Peter. All right, Why, now who's Peter? wearing the tight shorts? <laughs> Jeez. Peter, Sorry about how that. do you get to Neverland? <laughs> this, is, this is the thing with Patrick. Patrick always had such high hopes when I'm here. He said, oh, we can have a real show about real things, and then I come in and do nonsense like that. And it it actually hurts him more than you do. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's smiling. He's laughing. He's that's enjoying not, that's, himself. That's not smiling. That That is a grimacing that's through, hiding, the, uh, through the intellectual pain. Oh, so you're <laughs> laughing instead of crying. I understand. He's doing a little both, I'll be honest. Okay. I'm close here. I can right. see it. Boating news and information, we have it. Brunswick has announced the end of the sale process 
for C. Ray and Meridian, hmm. which is one way of saying it, because normally when you end the sale process, you say, hey, look, we sold it to someone. Instead, the end of the sales process for Brunswick is, hey, look, nobody's interested in paying enough money for this, so we're not going to sell it. Mm -hmm. And that's what ended up happening. And Captain Patrick did predict that whoever ended up with it was going to change, going to have to change the way that they were doing business. And the people that ended up with it are the people who started with it, Brunswick Corp. Okay. So they're going to change what? Just not trying to sell it? (laughs) Or what? What do you think, Patrick? When we talked about this, when they, with the news broke that, they one, they were putting C-Ray up for sale, and then, two, they were actively looking for buyers, uh, my thought was that it would be an equity group, if anybody, that uh, came in to buy them. And if so, the equity group would be tasked with getting them lean, which means they were going to sell off properties uh, cut down production because one of the things that I feel has happened with that particular product line is they tried to become all things to all boaters and kind of diluted their what they're known for. So, which is what I would say sports boats, right? I would say bowling alleys, but that's just me. Well, that's Brunswick. Yeah. We're talking about Sea Ray. Well, oh, I think okay. you're you're Day talking Ray. about the epitome of. Uh, boating, uh, luxury, style, um, performance, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of fallen by the wayside. So whoever was going to come in and buy them was going to have to basically start to shed and focus on a core product line, what is going to make us profitable, because in the end... It would be to get them lean, mean, and healthy, financially viable, and sell them, okay? Because right. a private equity firm isn't going to hold on to them forever. They're going to they're go in, they're going to shed, um, and then get them, as I said, financi- financially in a position to where it would make sense for somebody to come in and buy them. Brunswick's problem is nobody was willing to even come close to what they felt that the company was valued at. So Brunswick is going to hold on to them, but Brunswick is getting rid of their yachts, their sport yachts, and they are going to focus down on the bread and butter, which is going to really be the 19 to uh, 30-some-odd-foot market. For the C-Ray brand. For the C-Ray brand, and in an effort to show potential buyers because they're ultimately they want to get rid of this they're not going to hold on to them they have no intention my opinion not the opinion of world of boating uh that they're still going to look to sell sea ray sea ray for a very long time has been a financial loser for them that doesn't dilute from the sea ray brand and what they produced just financially it costs them more to keep that segment of their business running than what it was making for them. Okay. They're also going to change the way that they account for it. This may be interesting to Barry. Uh, going yeah, this forward, is a little shady, don't you think? Brunswick, well, no, I don't think it's shady at all, because right. what they had done is they were reporting the results of C-Ray on their gap basis in continuing op- in discontinued operations, because they had planned on selling it, 
and now they're going to move it back to continuing operations. And from a, an accounting perspective, that's the right course of action, right, Barry? Well, it's a going concern right now. Right. So, yeah, yeah, they're going to have to follow GAP as far as their financial uh, books are concerned and as a continuing operation, not, not, as, not as a company that's getting ready to sell. Right, and because they've taken it off the sale market, they're going to report it this way. Now, so, Barry, from a sales perspective as, as this part of this company, if they're, they're still going to be uh, segregating this C-Ray information so it's an easily taken out chunk of information so they can share it with someone if a buyer became interested, but... Until that point, they're going to run it like it's an ongoing operation. They're going to account for it like it's an ongoing operation. They're going to they're going to put it on the uh, the gap, uh, comparing year over year operations as if it is an ongoing operation. Do they go back into the past and change it from a discontinued operation to a, a continuing operation just to make that seamless? No, uh, well, not They may not go back and restate their financial statements. Uh, the financial statements were set up because they thought they were going to sell it. Uh, I don't know if they've actually uh, issued those financial statements for people. Uh, I'm sure they have. But uh, wh- whether they restate them or not, I don't know if that's going to affect anything. What it, what it will do is that um, they normally separate their different uh, sections, you know, C-Ray versus what else, uh, whatever other manufacturing. That, bowling uh, alleys. Yeah, sports equipment. Well, there are right. other boat lines that they can. And there Boston, are other boat Whaler, lines. Yeah. And, and all those should be separated so that you get an idea of what value you have for each section. And, of course, Sea Ray's been losing money for them. And no matter what happens, there's 825 people uh, that are going to lose their, their jobs uh, as they wind down the sports yacht and yacht production in the third quarter at their Sykes Creek and Palm Coast, Florida facilities. Yeah, Sykes Creek is Merritt Island. That's just about 47 miles from here. And uh, I know a lot of people out there that, that work for them. And that's that's this is not good. Not good for them, yeah. for sure. More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. That's me, along with Captain Patrick, Bill the Engineer, and Barry the Boater. All right, so Brunswick uh, has decided to keep Sea Ray because they can't they can't sell it. Right. Well, they can't. They could sell it, but they can't sell it for what they think it's worth. Right. right. So they right. can't sell it. Because <laughs> you know, one of the other things you know potential buyers were looking at is um, who covers boats that are still have warranty on them. Yeah. Um, how does all that get handled? Mm-hmm. Uh, existing orders. Well, and that's uh, another question I have for you. It, when you when you wind down a business like this, do you want to be the one who gets the last one? Depends. How the much last, should I get it for? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Collector's because, item. Could be. I mean, if everyone sold, if everyone signed the boat. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. You, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of. People, they need more people in the marine industry. I, I think although it's going to be tough for some of these workers there, I don't think they're going to have a problem finding another job in the marine industry at this point. Well, well it's it's not that. It's that, that industry in that particular area, Palm Coast, 
Um, probably a little more going on there than, say, Merritt Island uh, as far as manufacturing and boat repair. I mean, somebody will come in and, and pick up that Sykes Creek facility because it is a prime location on the Barge Canal between the Indian River and Banana River. Uh, the lock uh, out to Port Canaveral is uh, literally a, a stone's throw um, and then, of course, you got the intracoastal waterway. So, I mean, it, somebody's going to come in there, whether or not they're going to do boat production or boat repair or something like that remains to be seen. The The challenge really, and, and what I guess what this reinforces is that the market for 48 to 60-some-odd foot fiberglass yachts has grown increasingly soft that market has fallen away and most manufacturers that were building in that range have already going back at least a year maybe two years ago started to phase out those boats and focus on smaller yachts because really with design changes they are so much bigger inside than they were 10 15 years ago okay and we got more coming up on the world of boating You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Oh my God, Brian! This ship—it's—it's it's unbelievable. It's even more magnificent than I imagined. Wrote a note, sent me back in a minute. Bought a boat and I sailed off in it Don't think anybody's gonna miss me anyway I know this thing's gonna sink, but I'm having a good time Come on in, the water's nice Find yourself a little slice Grab a backpack and lines you never know until you try There! Jump onto that mooring rope! When you lose yourself We have to get on that ship! You find the key to paradise This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Bill the Engineer, and Barry the Motor. Rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest boating news and information. All right, so we got this Brunswick thing covered. We uh, did. As much as we can cover it for now. We'll have to wait and see how it all pans out, I guess, right? Dude, I got like another 40 minutes that I could talk about this. (laughs) It's obvious you want to move on to other things. Of course. There's too much stuff going on that we have to cover. Is there not? Uh, there, uh, there's a ton of stuff that yeah. we need to cover. Uh, of course, that story, if you want to get more details on it, uh, you can either go to Trade Only Today. That's where we got it from, Trade Only Today. That Says is the, you. Uh, that is. Well, where'd you get it from? Well, he probably got it from one and two, finding ah. it on Trade Only Today uh, they, and putting sense. it into his yeah. inbox. Look, my or finger, knowing my, it in my, his my, DNA. My, my finger isn't just on the pulse of the industry. My hands have sliced the the, artery uh, open, and I've stuck my finger into the artery, and I've got the blood coursing over my fingertip. That's how I know what's going on, Greg. You ever seen an analogy taken not one step too far, but one step too far, and then just keeps walking? It's like there's a line... And then you jump over the line, and then you run until you can't actually see the line anymore. Listen, if you're not crossing the line, you're five yards short of a touchdown. That's not technically accurate, but I understand what you're saying. (laughs) I don't. 
So uh, another story from Trade Only, which you can see if you go to the World of Boating Facebook page, one and two, our crack news team are On constantly posting, stu- uh, posting stories. They're illegal, which, by the way. No. Legal immigrants. No, they're not. Which they find. I think they were deported last week, actually. That's probably not They're true. in some kind of, uh, they're, they're, they're in some protest today. They're not in. They're in a protest because you never pay them. Well, yeah. Hello. So Do here, I pay you? That's a good point. Right. Yo, I'm joining them on the picket line. <laughs> so uh, Volvo mm-hmm. I had a media event last weekend in Gothenburg, Sweden. I don't know if you're familiar with Gothenburg, Sweden. Another one we weren't invited to. Yes. Uh, is that next to Ikea? Yeah, it's where Rusty is, <laughs> wearing his hat. You know, Greg had a choice last week. I can go to Catalina by myself, or I can take the whole world of boating crew to this invitation to Sweden. Hmm. Well, it was poor man's Catalina. Poor man's we Catalina. Didn't, yeah, that's what they Is call that, that little French dressing? No, it's not real Catalina. It's, you got to go much farther to it's get spelled to the with Catalina. a K. <laughs> no, it's a little island Catalina right off with a K. <laughs> right off of Long Beach, and they call it poor man's Catalina. Gotcha. You can't afford to get over to the real Catalina. Well, uh, but I'm it, not taking you there either. Okay. Well, this will have to be our poor man's Gothenburg uh, because a Volvo Penta official said the company plans to expand its line of seven marine outboards to include models that could potentially range from 250 and 400 horsepower. Mm. If you had listened to this show back when the news None broke of us do. late <laughs> last year that Volvo Penta acquired seven marine. Now, it's no great prediction on my part. Again, anybody with their finger inside the artery of the pulse of the boating industry would have known this, that they were going to turn their engineers loose and re-enter the outboard market with smaller outboard offerings to go up against Evinrude, to go up against Yamaha, to go up against Suzuki, because they need to recapture that market share because the industry is swinging more heavily in favor of outboard engines. And uh, what the CEO, Bjorn Ingmanson, uh, told Trade Only today. Wasn't he an ABBA? Yes, weren't they all? Uh, that the uh, company is currently selling hundreds of engines in its high horsepower segment. They make uh, seven remakes, a 527, a 577, and a 627 oh, horsepower. Man. <laughs> it's a monster engine. It, it is. That's, that's, it's going to move your kayak. That's what it's going to do. Seriously, if you've never seen one of these, especially with the engine cowling off, Bill, uh, because I know you're an art aficionado, uh, uh, you could hang one of these in the wall of any museum. They are just... They are works of art. What, and they run, art. And they the run engine? clean, too, don't they? I mean, it's, this is as, one of these things you take the cowling off, can. And, and it looks new, you know, a thousand they, miles in. They're they are just gorgeous, gorgeous Wait, pieces Wait, you mean of when you take off the uh, cowling or when you, with the cowling on? Either or. Because if you take it off, don't you feel a little dirty? No, but you're you void the warranty. It its, oh. No, no. But either way, it's art in your mind. It is. Okay. And uh, what Volvo Penta is saying is that their boat builder partners are looking for smaller horsepower, and they're going to be targeting that 250 to 400 horsepower range. Well, also lighter weight. Everything's. Well, there's some things smaller going on boats. with the outboards. You've got a lighter weight. You've got an engine that is further aft on the transom. So uh, there's some design aesthetics there that, that have to take place. Um, for the outboards, but most manufacturers, if they haven't adapted current model, they're uh, introducing new models for outboards and or IOs, so they have two different hull configurations set up along with the decks. 
the biggest thing really is, I think, the maintenance aspect where on an outboard, your initial cost is going to be more than a stern drive package. But when you average out the maintenance costs over, let's say, five years, you probably come out ahead, especially if you have a boat that spends a lot of time in salt water. With an outboard engine, you don't have to worry about uh, inspecting your bellows hoses every year. You don't have to worry about pulling your drive every year, uh, checking the alignment, having the drive reinstalled. Uh, these things, and you don't have a hole cut in the transom of your boat to mount the transom plate that allows the outdrive to mount to the engine. All that goes away, and everything is in one package. And if you ever do have an issue with your IO engine, and the dealer says, oh, we got to yank the engine, and you go to the dealership, and your boat, the whole aft end is in pieces, you start to freak out a little bit. You have that issue with your outboard engine. They're undoing six bolts, and they can lift the whole thing off the back of the boat and put it on a bench, and your boat is still relatively intact. So I'm going to put Captain Patrick in the category as uh, I am a fan. Well, I, I think there are applications where an outboard makes more sense than an I.O., areas where you have uh, back bays, things like that, where the water can tend to be more shallow. Um and the ability to trim an outboard engine up higher than a stern drive. You have to remember, when you trim a stern drive past its trailer limit, what you have happening is you've got the yoke shaft that passed in through the transom assembly into the back of the engine through the gimbal bearing, and then you've got a universal joint, and that universal joint basically, as that drive trims up, is doing this and puts undue stress if you go beyond that trailer limit Mm -hmm. so that you can get through these shallow areas. An outboard engine is all in one. It's just coming up out of the water as a, as as, a whole. As long as, you're still, as long as you're still taking water through and it's still um, working. It's, it's, it's moving water cool. out through the pivot yeah. tube. It's not spitting water it, it, out? That's not what you were going to say? Yeah, I wasn't going to say spitting. <laughs> uh, because, it, it, you know, the, en- the, outboard engine, the outboard engines of 20, 25 years ago, yeah, it would almost look like it was spitting. Now it's, it's a steady spewing. stream. Yeah. Like, I just got back from nickel beer night, <laughs> and uh, I really got to go. Hmm. Interesting uh, analogy. Something else about the uh, Volvo Penta story is that if your thinking was that they that Seven Marine was going to be moving into the electric motor uh, area, right. that is not something that they're doing now. Not yet. First, first they're going to look at these uh, lower horsepower, lighter outboards, partnering with some of the boat builders, which Volvo Penta already has relationships with. And then, and only then, they may consider electric. I saw a lot of these Duffy boats out in Long Beach. And those are all electric little taxi boats, right? Yeah. You know what those are? Yeah. Yeah. But they, why don't they make them more powerful? Because they can't. It's too costly still at well, this point. it's not point. as efficient. It's the batteries. Well, that's what I mean. But, they, but it could happen. You know, Volvo Penta got behind it. Maybe they could... <clears throat> Make a I, uh, four electric motor powerhouse. I think you're you're still going to be limited by the weight. You have to get the batteries to be more efficient and lighter because weight becomes critical in that application. And 
there's the cost of replacing those batteries, as we saw, like with the first generation Prius, right? Right. Um, that you know those batteries can be awfully, awfully expensive. So when I weigh out my cost, does it is it, yes, I want to be and I want to be friendly to the environment because uh, without clean waterways, there's nothing worth boating for. But I can't price myself out of boating on the, on the uh, maintenance end. And there's a limit to how powerful you can make that boat with the capacity that you have. For now, but the future. The future. Well, uh, to the future. To the future. To the future. And beyond. efficiency. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast the word ship is hidden inside the word leadership as its derivation so if this office is, in fact, a ship, as its leader, I am the captain. But we're all in the same boat. Aye, aye, captain. Captain, please, can you see my fire? Message in a bottle, starboard side. Come into my heart. This is the World of Boating 
Greg, your first mate. That is me, Lala Captain Patrick, Billy Engineer, and Barry the Boater. Rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. During the break, uh, Barry has spent an inordinate amount of time texting me Yeah, uh, about <laughs> the relative efficiency of boats. Oh, good. I thought it was, was exciting enough when I decided to bring him on board so we could talk about uh, the accounting for for Brunswick. <laughs> well, that's better than the pictures you usually uh, text me. Yeah, well. Um, it, I've seen way too many body parts. I do want to touch on it, though, because it is one of the things which you mentioned. Why don't they make those boats more powerful? Yeah, those the electric boats. boats. Yeah. And the electric boats. And I, I think Barry's got his, hand, his head really wrapped around the math of the efficiency of electric boat motors and how the mass impacts it. So we, we've had Patrick give a go at it to see if you could understand. Now we're going to let Barry also try to explain to you, Greg, mm-hmm. why it is that an electric boat really doesn't have... It's, it's not the same as an electric car in terms of how efficient it could be for as a means of transportation on the water. Barry, explain it to him. Well... Uh, first of all, you ever notice how uh, the fuel mileage of your vehicle? How many miles per gallon do you get? Say twenty-five. Okay, a yeah. boat will maybe get four or five miles per gallon. Yeah, on the water, and the reason why is because first of all, you have a lot more drag in a boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have slippage between the propulsion of the boat and the boat going through the water. There's just there's just the slippage that you don't have with an automobile. Mm-hmm. When the wheels start to turn, the car starts to turn. You could turn a prop on a boat and not go anywhere. And you're yeah, just wasting fuel. A car is essentially uh, going through air. A boat is going, going through, through water. water so which is it needs more, more torque. It needs more power. Yeah. But in order to deliver that power, you need to input more power, which means you need bigger motors and a bigger battery. Mm-hmm. And then you have the issue of the weight of the battery. And you had the issue of, let's say you want to go out and you want to travel uh, 50 or 60 miles. Well, maybe you won't have the range with that battery. And then if you do make it 50 or 60 miles, how long is it going to take you to charge that battery versus going to the nearest fuel pump and pumping in 15 or 20 gallons of fuel? And now I have a solution. And I don't know if this is something which could ever be practical. But imagine, because you're out on the water and the water... Almost everywhere in the water. It's like some places in the middle of the ocean where this isn't true. But almost everywhere on the water, there's like wind. There's there's wind. And if there was a way that you could, I don't know, with some sort of like a material, capture the force of that wind and convert that into somehow into power, maybe giant windmills are the answer. Hmm. Gosh, if only boats... (laughs) Could sail through the water. Yeah, if if only yeah. there was a way they could sail. That well, might be the answer. That to might this be problem. one solution. Or you know, there's SWES technology, which is brand did you, new technology. Did you just stutter? No, SWES. SWES. Yes, S W E S. Look it up. Google it. Uh, but it was on display in Long Beach at one of the dive shows that I was uh, attending last week, and, and basically, this uh, technology uses seawater. To power, um, you know, to create power uses the salt water of the ocean and has these anodes that are built in. They, they have like a dive flashlight. They have a, a little mini charger you put in the ocean and actually you can charge your cell phone. And ultimately, this technology is going to be used to potentially power electric boats. So the future 
will solve your issues of weight and battery and all that kind of stuff, or maybe even the ocean itself. I'm, I am curious why solar panels aren't a bigger part of the electric boat world. Well, because salt water destroys everything. No, that's true. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? We we have the same problem or issue we're dealing with this in, in the aviation industry right now. There are electric airplanes already mm-hmm. out there, right? Uh, and they're working through the infrastructure to set up airports where you can plug in, just like you would have to plug in a Tesla. There's still a lot of limitations on batteries, but the the prototypes, the initial airplanes, are there. And the first market for that will be trainers because you could keep them relatively close to airports. And because you don't have the maintenance costs of an, a, a gas-powered or piston engine like you would in an outboard or a stern-drive boat, uh, they actually are fairly competitive price-wise to operate. But you still have the issue of distance. Uh, setting up the infrastructure to charge the batteries, you know, getting the airplanes in rotation where you can take them down. You don't want to have to set the plane down if you're, you know, a flight school and have to train it, you know, uh, set it down for two hours before you can fly it again. Then it starts to make it less economically feasible. Then you just need feasible. two of them. You just need it, two of them. But the cost train of them, them to operate right. versus a gas or avgas-powered airplane is actually uh, pretty pretty uh, impressive, especially for a flight school that's using them as trainers. You know, in business. In so, yeah. so it's going to come to boats. And in those Duffy boats, you know, they're all over the place in California. I mean, that's all what all the all the cruisers there on the coast had, Patrick. Well, they have to because California has mandated that you nothing cut- electric, or I mean, uh, nothing gas powered, right? Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. We are going to. I guess that, that, that's how we're going to wrap things up, yes, I guess. I guess so. Listen, I, I like every show with Patrick shaking his head in disgust. I'm telling you. <laughs> yep. All wound up, ready to rebut, and he's out of time. Let's do that next week. Okay. Next week, it will be all just Patrick rebutting things you've said in the past. With fireworks. That's yeah. right. Fourth of July. Till then, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life is life better. Life is better. As, as a, a boater. Say boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.